You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle Network, podcast episode number 95, Iron Trap Garage with Matt and Kate Murray. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, right along with the Cars of Carlisle team and their visit to Eastern Pennsylvania to hang out with Matt and Kate Murray. Matt is the host of Iron Trap Garage, a YouTube channel devoted to car people who appreciate hot rods. As a Boyertown native, he prides himself in crafting vehicles that are truly period correct. Over the years, Matt has honed his skills in fabricating panels and restorative elements, paying homage to how hot rods were built in the mid-20th century. Matt can take a rusted out barn find that many would consider too far gone and transform that helpless automotive shell into a beautifully eclectic masterpiece that only Matt could envision from the beginning. Among his most impressive works is a 1919 Ford Model T, affectionately called the Free T. Powered by a full race flathead mule, finished with a gorgeous tuxedo-like pleated interior. It's time to head to Iron Trap Garage and experience the magic of stepping back in time to the 1950s and 60s when hot rods reign supreme. So, let's get revved up! back here to your favorite informative automotive podcast i am your trusted host darren and here we are i'm excited about this episode in fact the team drove to boyertown pennsylvania just this weekend and we spent some time out just about 50 miles outside of philadelphia and hanging out with uh, some really cool folks uh, matt and kate really a lot of fun in fact matt's his fabrication skills are off the chain he is amazing and I think you're really going to enjoy him talking about his classic hot rods. There are um, a lot of folks out there that really appreciate the old school way of doing things and the fact of not using modern day technology and OEM parts or even refabricated parts. Um, um, he builds his own stuff if he needs to and he keeps it absolutely the way it should be if you were doing a hot rod or a rat rod back 40, 50, 60 years ago. And uh, really brilliant guy. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. It's a longer one. And uh, for that reason, I'll keep this introduction short. But I do want to uh, do this week's trivia question. And that is, and I'm sure we've all heard the, the term channeled and chopped, but channeled, when a car is channeled, what does that mean? We'll have that answer at the end. And I think most of you probably already know the answer. All right, we'll catch you in Studio A on the backside. Let's head out and talk to Matt now. All right, Cubers, this is Darren, and I am here in Boyertown, Pennsylvania, and we are hanging out on a Friday night with Kate and Matt Murray, and we are in the Iron Trap Garage. If you haven't checked out their channel on YouTube, it's definitely worth worth a look. In fact, they're putting out uh, episodes every Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday, correct? Correct, yes. Okay, and this has been now, 
how many years, how many episodes and how many years are you in? I don't know how many episodes, but we've been doing the channel for three or four years now, and we've been putting out three videos a week for at least two years, that's maybe three, three years. Yeah. So we've been, I mean, that's... And you're still finding time to work on the, on the rods. So. Yeah, yeah, we try and work it all in together, but um, yeah, we keep busy. That's, right. that's the, the short of it. <laughs> well, I will send, uh, we'll have pictures, Scott will put pictures out on our Instagram of just some of the, the cars in their various stages here in, cool. in the ITG space. But, uh, I mean, maybe just to kind of give us an idea. I always try and give a visual through an audio format, yeah. if you will. I mean, we'll, we'll have the supporting yeah, documents, yeah, yeah. the social media for Cars of Carlisle. But maybe just kind of walk us through your shop. And I, I think I remember the story from Jerry Kiefer that you saw the garage. You're like, whatever house is part of this, fine. I'll, like, I, I, this is the garage I want kind of thing. Yeah, so we let's were, start with that. Yeah, so we were shopping for a house and a property with a cool shop for I don't know almost a year it was at least hard like really hardcore shopping for a whole summer mm -hmm. and we were like I was going with the real estate agent to look at like bank barns and old farmettes and stuff because I wanted an interesting building and uh, we didn't want like a new house that just wasn't like our thing so um, we would go to a place and just like we'd I'd pull in the driveway of the real estate agent and look around but now nah, we're good right, like, right what do you mean you walk yep. in the house I'm like you can't get a car trailer into that building, like into that driveway. I'm, right. It will never work. Right, so. right. Yeah, I think we looked at like a couple, and we're just like, yeah, we don't even need to get out. Like, we're not doing this. <laughs> so we, um, so then fast forward to I, I you know, I, when you're shopping for a house, you're on one of those apps, you save all these properties, and sure. we didn't even look at this property. I had it saved because the real estate agent, um, unfortunately, didn't do it good for us. Didn't do a very good job photographing the garage. It was just like one outside photo of the two garage doors standing like a mm. hundred yards back. Mm -hmm. So the building didn't look that big and they listed as a three car oversized three car garage. Mm. No. Yeah. It's a little no. bigger than that. And so, realistically it's an old airplane hangar. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what the, the, the sizing of it? Yeah. It's actually okay. was an airplane hangar. No they, yeah. they kept the plane in here, the original owner and really? builder. Um, so that was just a, I mean, that was one opening then. They put a pipe or cup or something in here or whatever? Or? Yeah, yeah. So the, the we bought it from the second owners, but the okay. original owners built the shop in 1947. The mm. house was built in 1930. And um, the second owners that we bought it from the estate, they put normal garage doors on the front and used it as a garage. Yeah. yeah and if you actually look around the top and the bottom on the sides, you'll see the tracks where it would have been a oh, yeah. doors that yeah. opened and closed. Of and um, an old friend's um, dad actually remembers racing on the old airstrip yeah there used to be an airstrip that's yeah. the, there's right like orchard here. orchards behind the property okay um or used to be and this used to all be surrounded Just by like orchards. racing at friday nights or something yeah, like yeah. <laughs> well they used to have like a dirt like a farmer's airstrip i would call okay. it, where they would just like crop dusters to fly in and sure. out and local stuff um and that's what they used to keep in here but like our our friend's dad that still lives right down the street he comes to visit me he he said like in the 60s when the airstrip wasn't as like used him and his buddies used to like drag race their mini bikes down the strip at night and stuff like that so it's like it's cool hearing those stories and yeah. the older guys that come by and like i remember as a kid like the doors being open there was a plane in here like which is really odd you know sure, sure. um so i didn't know that when we came here it was like as we were in the process of closing on the property i like met um a relative of the family like through a friend we have mutual friends he's like oh yeah that's the old air air hangar hmm. what and i started looking up sure enough it was you know a bunch of people yeah. um confirmed that so that's what was you know i we came to look at the property they dropped the price like really hard right before like it was in the fall so they probably didn't want to take care of 
the property for another winter because sure. it was like two or three years the estate took care of the property sure. vacant and i was like i texted her the one day i was at work at eastwood and i was like hey let's run over this property in boyertown it, I don't know if it's going to be right because it's in town. I was, like, really against living in town because oh, yeah. everything I was I shocked when we got here. I was like, whoa. This, this it's is... like a weird part of the neighborhood. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, so, um, so we, we came and came on a lunch and, like, walked down the stairs. I walked down the side of the building and looked in these two windows. And I was like, this is it. This is amazing. And, uh, yeah. and all There's a lot I, of character here. Yeah. yeah, and all I really cared about for an actual house was foundation, roof, electrical plumbing because everything else is not cosmetic yeah, yeah. She, I, I got very lucky because she yeah. she was kind of like as long as we can live in it it's not like a wreck and we got lucky the house was very yeah very, very sound yeah very well just, taken care of just outdated but yeah, i mean yeah. a house this age it's going to be yeah you can live with that yeah and, and i kind of liked some of it because well all our furniture is like 1950s inside mm-hmm. and 1960s so like mm-hmm. it has like the, i'm a mid-century modern fan yeah so, so yeah. right we so, get yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, so the we, bathrooms still have like the purple and white. Yeah, and we have a blue toilet upstairs, and then we did we did pay homage to the last owners, and one of the we kept one wall of wallpaper because it was these tiny little pineapples, and I was like, oh, we don't really want to take any more <laughs> wallpaper down, so we'll just keep these because right. this is cute. It's good luck, I guess. But yeah, so we redid the whole house. Well, we we redid some of the inside of the house that was you know that was needed some work. And as we were doing that, I had my friend Mike that I do the channel with. He's an electrician by trade, so he rewired the shop for me to like put more electricity in. I got a heater put in, yeah. like all in the same well, month. Too, yeah. yeah, yeah. He put all these lights in. So when I bought the shop, it had little two tiny little light bulbs, and that was it in the <laughs> oh whole whole place. And it was like really crazy. Kate, so, are you over there? Yeah, yeah. It was, it, the early photos of the shop, it's crazy because like you barely see what's going on. Right. But, uh, so that was like the first thing, get good lighting, get good electricity, get a heater, yeah. boom. Because we bought it in the fall and it was going to be winter in no time. So I was like, I want to be working this winter. Absolutely. And that when we started the channel a couple months after we were moved in. And you guys made a good it. purchase. And Thank keeps, you. Yeah. Keeps filling it up. Yeah, fill it up all the time. <laughs> we'll do, if you would, like a, a, a kind of an audio tour. And then I'll, like I said, I'll have uh, photos here. Sure. We'll take them. But uh, just kind of like what, what, what we have with us tonight. Yeah, so um, the one, fr- and it rotates like quite often, but the, the one front corner here, well actually I should say the one's far side here is like part storage, mm-hmm. so it's... And re- these are really cool, like I'm seeing that this Joseph's Pharmacy, but essentially these are pretty nice go-karts per se. Right? Yeah, like- yeah, this is just stuff for me over the years, like since we've been here, like when I go picking at places, I always find stuff that's neat that's not necessarily like a car part, but yeah. like we found this old little homemade go-kart it's down the street. It's a Bearcat kind of thing. Right? Yeah, it's really cool. So we like, I bought that. We just put it under under there. Uh, Kate and I were at the Carlisle swap meet. Oh, yeah. we um, That was fun to roll out to the truck. <laughs> yeah, we oh, sure. bought it at the Carlisle swap meet and walked like a mile to the other side of the swap meet. And I was pushing it. And she was she was watching for people, so I didn't hit them. And um, you almost got stuck in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tried to get in and I almost got stuck. Well, you'll have to uh, look us up when you're in for a Carlisle show because I yeah. live right in the boroughs. So. Oh, cool! Yeah, we we go to the spring. I go to spring swap meet almost every year. Yeah, that's um, the biggie. And it's been a it's been fun. But yeah, so the the this far side of the shop is basically like it's some of my like rare parts that I have on display or I collect. You know, a lot the of this eclectic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of this stuff is so hard to find. It's and um, when you find it, even if you don't need it tomorrow, you need to need to buy it because if you don't do it now. Yeah. Um, when you need it, it's going to be really expensive. You can't find it. So a lot of this stuff is like for future projects or um, is better stuff that I just keep on display and, and for the future. Um, and also we just keep extra extra stuff. It 
literally changes by the day because I, I buy and sell a little bit too. So like I have a apprentice that he's like all, every three days a week, he's taking photos of parts to help sell stuff. So sure. that this area is messy, but it changes daily. And um, was it any surprise that you've got the little Murray tractor up on top there? No, that was on purpose. I've, I figured that might be somewhere. I, I don't even remember where we got that. Uh, I think you had already had it. No, I bought it at somewhere, and I think your dad said that, like, we got to keep it. Like, I, I, it was one of those things I bought it at an estate to resell, and it was like, because they're worth a little bit of money, those old pedal well, yeah. uh, old well, pedestals. names on it, you got to keep it. Yeah, so he was like... My her, dad's was, very sentimental. Yeah, he's like, you got to okay. keep this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the, I just have a bunch of old parts. Um, the car that's closest to us is a car I call the Pagoda City Coupe. Um, this is a car that kind of like the shop got pretty well known for um, because uh, I started I did a bunch of the work on the car uh, for Eastwood on their YouTube channel mm-hmm. like I built the frame and I channeled it uh, for some series for their for for them um, and then I brought the car home and finished it and I finished the car right when we started the channel um, and basically it's named after the the pagoda that's in Reading that's like a Berks County um, okay. landmark and the car when I bought the body um, at a swap meet in McCungie, the guy told, who I bought it from um, told me that he got it from a friend that found it in Berks County. It's never left Berks County. Like the, the wow. story was is that, like, a provenance. He, yeah, so it was kind of neat that, that that was. So, anyways, when we were when I bought the car, we nicknamed it that because that's like that's the beacon in Berks County, sure. and that's the name, and it just kind of stuck. So the, I like it. Um, it's a cool yeah, rat rod. I mean, yeah, and it's the the um, car that's on the Iron Trap garage logo that's with the pagoda behind yeah. it. And a I'm, lot of I'm people in, think it's a Christmas tree. <laughs> and I've been meaning to ask you, like, yeah. I, I figured it had to be something so, tell us, I mean, that's, that's what's truly behind it. Because some people will say it's like a giant pine tree yeah, or yeah, what yeah. have you, or yeah. it, you know, like a Japanese architecture or what have you. Yeah, we, um, and we kind of are okay with that because it, like, makes people like, what the heck is that? But yeah, basically, I when I finish the car, well, anytime I finish a car, Usually, like, when I put the dung stamp on it, I drive it to the pagoda and drive it back. And it's it's only about 30 minutes or 35 minutes from here, but it's, like, up this huge mountain. With a and, bunch of switchbacks. Yeah. And it's just, like, it will it's put... It's a trial. It, yes. Yeah. Um, and actually, really neat, um, an old car called a Duria, they actually used to drive them up that, and it's actually now called Duria Drive. Yeah. So they were made Pretty in, cool. um, like, the Reading area yeah. for a little bit in, what, the teens? 20s? It's, yeah, early 1900s. Okay. Yeah. Did you design the logo? I mean, with your creative? Uh, well, so I took a photo, and it might have been one day we took it up there for like the done stamp. We drove this car up there just for fun to, to just go to the pagoda and sure. an excuse to drive it. And I took a photo of the car in front of the pagoda. And then a friend of mine um, that's a tattoo artist, like I gave him the photo. I was like, can you just simplify it for like a, a logo? And he made like a silhouette mm. for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and I worked together to. Um, to do that so um shout out to eddie folked for doing that yeah uh, it's he, really distinct i like that. yeah <laughs> yeah so he he kind of simplified it but it came from a photo i took and it was really cool so that's um cool backstory yeah so it was really cool um we so that that's the coupe um next behind us is uh as i mentioned i have a i have an apprentice um that's been coming here since she was 14 wow. one of my friend's sons and he's now 17 okay. um and this is his first hot rod project. So um, Andrew's parents were gracious enough to uh, surprise him last Christmas with a Model T body that they bought. Nice. Because he, he wanted to build a hot rod. So I've been helping him kind of tinker on it um, and helping him find parts. I've donated some parts. 
and uh, he's been working on it as he can. He's a 17-year-old with not a lot of money, so this sure. stuff can be expensive. So as he can find parts, mm-hmm. we buy them. We're actually going to pick up a 9-inch rear for him uh, tomorrow okay. at a place. Um, so that's this car. We do some videos on it when he gets time. This is his engine here that the um, Hooligans Car Club actually uh, donated to Andrew. because oh, he's wow. um, One of the club members pulled out of a pickup truck and didn't need it. And he heard they heard that Andrew needed an engine for his hot rod. So it's been... What is that? It's a small block, right? Uh, no, it's a, it's a Ford Y block. It's, oh, okay. it's the, basically the first overhead valve Ford V8. Um, and they're not super popular. And this is like one of the smaller versions. But it was a good running engine. Good and torque, probably. Yeah, yeah, and in a little tiny Model T that make that weighs like will weigh like fifteen hundred pounds. It's it'll be, be just like fine, yeah. it'll be plenty scary. <laughs> <laughs> now that's an adjective I like. Yes, yes, especially for a seventeen-year-old kid. Sure. <laughs> so um, next to it is uh, <clears throat> we have this this car. We did a series we about a year ago worked with an estate that um, basically is an old junkyard around here. And the owner of the junkyard used to put cars aside in his, like, private stash. Hmm. And unfortunately, he left them, like, outside most of the cars. Okay. So he, when he passed away, the sons who now run the junkyard basically, I got word they were trying to sell some of these classic cars. No one had ever been able to buy these cars when their dad was alive because he just wouldn't sell. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought five vehicles out of this old, like, secret junkyard stash. And this is one of the cars we bought, and we've literally taken it from the day we pulled it out of the junkyard, and we've been redoing it, so we had the body off the chassis. Everything underneath is all restored, and we put the body back on. We're leaving it kind of like with the patina, if you will. I, I like that, yeah. Um, and it's, the idea is it's supposed to be a – the videos have been like, here's how to do a cheap 30s car that somebody would be like, oh, it's too far gone. Mm-hmm. And, like, we've been doing it, like, pretty affordably mm-hmm. and showing how to do the work yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to basically – the car runs, starts, runs. Um, basically, we're going to get glass cut for it um, here shortly, button it up, and it'll basically be a driving car this spring. Nice. Um, and then we're going to probably turn around and just pass it on to somebody, sell it. And if a guy wants to repaint it, he can. But we did all the scary work. Sure. We documented it for our channel, and we just like saving this stuff. So mm-hmm. – um, well, I was just going to say, it's, it's, it, it was funny because he brought home most of these cars actually on his birthday. And it was oh, yeah. almost like Matt's birthday present to himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, on my birthday, she's like, well, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, well, actually, I'm going to pull a bunch of cars out of a junkyard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so her and my buddy Jason and his, his girlfriend, the, the two of them um, went and hung out for the day while Jason helped me right. go to the junkyard and pull cars home. Well, we watched your recent video at the grossest 39. Uh, that's from that same yeah. place. Yeah, yeah I'm that's... telling you, like the little, um, like the bobcats, like ganging yeah. and pulling uh, out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the one that's sitting outside, and, uh-huh. that, and we're going to save that one, too. It's just, on, it's just one of those things we got to, I got to make space. I got to make space and get some projects done. But, like, that car is a pretty rare car that, when you try to buy them, a 39 Mercury Coupe, they're pretty desirable. When you find them nice, they can be pretty expensive. You know, you're going to spend 20 grand to get something to as a project. Mm-hmm. And, and I just you couldn't... won't have a hornet's nest in it. Yeah, but it's 20 grand. So <laughs> that car I basically have, like, nothing into because I bought five cars. I parted a couple of them out. Sure. When we sell this one, it'll pay for whatever is left. So um, the Mercury is a car I've always I've wanted to own for a while, and we'll customize it. So we'll chop it and make it into, you know, Flat a tail dragger. Um, I actually have a Cadillac engine over here, okay. 331 Cadillac for it. So, right. Right. Um, do like a like a early like a late 40s style custom, I guess you could call okay. it. So like a um, 
Barris built a 3940 Mercury. They did a couple of them. They're pretty famous, and I'm going to probably style it a little bit after one of those. So, um, so yeah, that's the 39 Ford that we're, uh, we call the Forgotten Hot Ride because it, was, it has a Y-block in it. Um, when we bought it, it had a T-Bird Y-block engine in it instead of a flathead. So we found another T-Bird engine and put it back in it. So it's, we, well, a lot of these cars, if they're old hot rods, I try to retain what was done back in the day. So like yeah. you try and think, like this car, you try and think like, what was the guy doing or what, what was he trying to accomplish or what was it like when he was driving it in 59? So, well, the, I mean, the back for the passengers on these are so interesting because you've got a lot of real estate and a lot of glass. Oh, yeah. It's really a, a cool design. You don't, yeah. You don't yeah. see that. Yeah, you know, they, they stopped making big two-door sedans like this. Um, like businessman coupes. Yeah, all. yeah. So this, this thing's, it's a cool car. They, they're pretty neat. Um, they're not worth as much as like a coupe or something, but I think they're equally as cool. And they've gained popularity because people with families, you know, they got a big back seat. Yeah. You, even though it's a two-door, you can still put your kids oh, in yeah. the back and yeah. cruise to a cruise night. So yeah. um, that's why we kind of picked this car. It was a neat car that we could show guys that want to get into this. You know, you could buy something for a couple thousand dollars, put your, put some work and time into it, but in the end, you have something that's really fun, and you don't have a ton of money dumped into it. Yeah. And you know, a person can do it on a budget and still have something just as cool. So, um, the car next to that is a. We haven't even debuted the videos on it yet, but it's a '34 Ford Tudor. Um, that car, and there's a '32 Ford behind you. Um, they came from the same estate. Um, we just launched a bunch of videos um, about the Larry Schroll mm -hmm. estate, mm -hmm. and Larry's family um, contacted us to help them promote the auctions, and basically had 50 or 60 cars indoors over two wow. properties, wow. and I worked out a deal with them to help them organize the like help them figure out how to organize and identify cars and also promote the auctions. In exchange, they let me buy two vehicles ahead of the auction. Nice. Um, so I got to kind of get in before the, the auction. Sweat equity paid yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that car, is the, I basically got to pick a couple cars I wanted. So the red 34 Ford is, again, an old hot rod. Uh, we think it was built in like 1962, 1963, 64. Uh, Larry bought it in 1970. And um, she'll tell you it's probably one of the only like nice cars I've brought home in a while. <laughs> Usually they're like pretty rough. Yeah, I would say that the paint's still kind of shiny. So right. <laughs> right. Haven't seen that it's in not a while. Fully oxidized. Yeah, so that, that's why I picked that car because. Uh, the shot not required with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> be careful. Yeah, that car's actually pretty nice. Like the paint will shine up on it. Um, sure. It has a 55 Chevy small block in it. Oh, wow. Um, which is cool because it was probably put in like in the early, early, when, Chevy small box came out um, and it's painted obviously like a like a, a candy apple red yep. um, and uh, so yeah that car was sitting since 1970 in the family's home garage and they didn't know they even owned the car um, the, the, the executor and executress until because the garage was filled with boxes to the ceiling and when they cleaned the garage out they found two cars <laughs> and this was one of them in the house garage so they were, they thought they had knew what cars he had. And um, watching some of the estate videos too, they're just so they're packed and they're oh, it's so crazy. tight. Like it's yeah, and she's it's been with more, me picking like it's crazier to see it in person. I'm, yeah. sure. I'm sure. And you're like shuffling sideways, right, like trying right. not to like bump like this very precariously placed like box because it might like tumble over like <laughs> right. Jenga. Oh gosh. Right. Yeah. It, I'm, like, I'm gonna stay out here and not touch anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's and like it's like second nature because I've been doing it since I'm a kid. So like I dive right in. I'm like like today we were somewhere and I'm like climbing under rafters and through things uh -huh. and I'm like 
found a hubcap. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so this stuff's like second nature. So it, it helps me with uh, promoting for the um, estate. I've been doing it so long, I know how to get the word out the right way so the buyers can find this. Mm -hmm. So state auction, mm -hmm. instead of it getting kind of lost in the, the internet, if you will. Right, so right. we gave them a platform, we are the platform to promote the auction and give it a, a lot of love. And it's gonna be probably the best auction automotive-wise of 2020 in this area, at least in the, That's because the there's, there's gonna be three, four, five, six auctions this summer to disperse the cars, the stuff, yeah. Um, the first auction's April 18th, and they're doing like we pulled a 54 Corvette out of the barn, out of the one building. It's been sitting since the like 68. Wow. Uh, pulled a 65 Mustang Fastback that's been sitting there since like the early 80s. Um, we pulled like three or four Corvettes. I can't even remember anymore. We've been doing so. And actually, like tomorrow, a couple of my guys are going to film and then pulling out the last two cars. Um, at the estate so like there's just so many cars it's like in a lot of these estates it's like they need to just like sell some cars to make enough space to even like see what they have right right so um so that's that's how these cars came about the 32 ford and the and the um so the 32 ford is um oh i skipped over some sorry uh i have a model a roadster i spent well, I spent a lot of time in a rumble seat as a kid. Really? I have a 29 Model A. Oh, awesome. Oh, I, love, I love mine. I, love I was going mine. to car shows when I was six, and I was the wheel man. My dad would have to do the white walls and the wire. Oh, I mean, I was Mr. Polish. That's that, awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, so you probably know how uh, Model A's, they don't ride very well. No. <laughs> no, I've had a lot of miles. Yeah. yeah, so the, the, the furthest one away is a Model A Roadster that um, we call the Sweetheart Roadster. Um, so I bought that car kind of second uh, I, I went to an estate auction with my dad actually I was looking for a Model A Roadster I saw that at an estate auction um, and I went to the auction to purchase it and some parts it was one of these deals 20 cars stuff everywhere and my dad and I went up there it was like three hours away to like northwestern Pennsylvania mm -hmm. to like um, there's not much up there yeah and we went out there to buy this Roadster and I actually lost it um, and I bought some other stuff. We bought plenty of stuff to make it worth our while. But uh, sign, the golf sign there. Uh, no, that was a different. And one. you can tell that I'm the inspiration yes. there. Yes. So. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love. I love the old gas station signs. Yeah. But um, so the Roadster. Basically, long story short, I got. They did internet bidding. A guy won it, hmm. and um, he went to go pick it up, and he thought it was like a car he could like put gas in and drive, and it was like sitting in a barn with no roof on it for 35, 40 yeah. years. So he refused to buy it, and I heard through the grapevine. So I called the auctioneer and worked the deal privately and went to pick it up. Well, the nice thing was I got to meet the uh, widow, and she said when my husband and I were dating, we used to drive around in this roadster, and he's like, and we dated in this roadster and like drove around it after we were married, and then we stopped driving. It's like basically she drove around with her sweetheart in the roadster. She's like, I remember this thing driving. So like what that cool name just like stuck, yeah, yeah. and uh, she was super cool and. She was happy to hear that I was going to save it. So I've been saying that, like, it's going to be really nice. Like, we have a, a Model T on the lift that's real, like, done, shiny. So I've been, I also been saying Sweetheart Roadster because my sweetheart's going to drive it because I'm too dirty to drive in a white interior. But now you're, you're hopping up that engine so crazy that I don't even think I'll be able to handle <laughs> driving it. <laughs> yeah, it went from being like a, like, just like a, a mildly hopped up Cadillac 331 to now I'm like doing a blown Cadillac. Okay, so it's going to go from purr to roar. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be pretty obnoxious. From kitten to lion yeah. real quick. But you control the gas pedal. 
So like you can drive it slow. But you know I'm a heavy footed. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the Sweetheart Roadster is basically a highly customized uh, Model A Roadster. There's not much left of it. That when we started our channel, actually our first videos were on that car, mm -hmm. and we basically like broke the body in half into a few pieces and like rebuilt the body. And then I put a 32. We restored a 32 frame underneath, um, and I'm hand building a lot of the panels. So like. Wow. Um, How much fabrication do you do? Everything, I do everything. Um, I hand build whole panels from scratch. So like the whole side, the full sides of the cowl on that Model A Roadster, I built them from scratch. I made dyes to recreate the That's Model impressive. A body line. Um, and like I put a third, I just finished putting a, it's about done, but put a 32 Ford firewall in a Model A cowl to make it look factory. Um, and I built the frame up from original frame rails and I'm about to actually build a dash from scratch for it. So I build uh, a lot of these cars when I do, like some of these cars I'll build where we just like revive them. And then I'll, I like doing one that's long-term that it's like, we're building 80% of cars from scratch. And those are the ones that like, she, you know, I come in for like, I'm out here for like 12 hours and I come in, she's like, how'd your day go? What'd you get done? I'm like, I built something, I threw it in the trash. It's like, I didn't like it. It's like, that's just how it goes. It, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I tell people it's like sculpting. Where it's like you keep working on it till it's just right, and yeah. sometimes a sculptor they'll put it into a ball of clay and start over, and it's, yeah. that's how this stuff is. And you've got to be good with it. Yeah, and it's, a lot of it is just uh, um, you never can master metal. Like I don't care how long you've been doing it, there's, you're still learning. Yeah. And I'm by no means a master, so like you know I, I'm good for my age, I'd say. Uh, I'm proficient is how I put it, but I'm not I'm not a master. So there's plenty of times that I'm staring at a panel and scratch my head, or you make it, it doesn't work. Or sometimes you make stuff and you put it on the car and you stand back and like, it doesn't look right. right. I, in my head it looked right and it didn't, it didn't right, look right. right. So like even right before you guys walked in here, I was showing her like the gauges I have sitting over there and I'm like, what do you think of these gauges? I think I'm gonna change from these ones to these ones. And like, so I like, I always bounce ideas off of her because like she's got a subjective, some of my buddies just like, are like, they think all of this is cool. So they don't like, yeah. she'll be like, she doesn't care. She's just like, Oh, care. But you know, like they, you have, get a, you give a straight answer. Yeah, yes. I'm not gonna. But we tell all have him. to have one of those, and I have yeah. two. Yeah, I, I'm more there. Well, they think of they know the parts are rare. Like both sets of gauges are really rare and they're really cool. So like, they think of it on that level. Like, oh, they're cool either way. I don't care. Where she's more like actually looks at what I'm asking. She's like, oh, like yes, does this fit? Does the shape? Yeah. Like I know they're both cool, but like what's which when you ones? get that opinion on this is the proper aesthetic. It's yes, gonna yeah. look right. It's more artistic yes. than yeah. like oh my gosh, this is the most rare yeah, thing yeah. that you can throw on a yeah, car. Yeah, and that's 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 what some of my friends they they get excited about what the part is rather than and we do that a lot. I I have parts on the shelf that I've bought for cars, and you're like this is the wheels or these are the hubcaps I'm gonna put on the car, and like two years later as you're building the car, you finally go to put those hubcaps on, you're like they don't look right. I just put these on the shelf for two years. I chased them for a year finding them, and sure. they don't look right. And it's like, I've done that so many times. It's just, it's just how it goes. So that's, that's why people joke that I have a lot of parts, but I'm like, that's why you have to, because you, you, you okay, I don't like those, but let me put the other ones on. Yeah. Well, and I feel like too, sometimes like you'll have this idea and then once you kind of put it together, you're like, okay, well this is just too much yeah. because you have this perfect combination between being just enough to sure. like make it enticing and almost sexy in a way, but it's not so much that you're like trying too hard to be like, look at all this stuff that's on my car. Because things can be overwrought. Yeah. Oh yeah. You see, you know, and not to disrespect anybody's car at a show, but like you sometimes see shows where guys will just put too much of the good stuff on and you like you look at the car and it's almost like 
it's overwhelming. You may not need a dozen carp, curb feelers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like it, it's a like a couple will do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they'll have like three tag toppers and like yeah. hubcaps with the you know every doodad and accessory, and you're like, this is a really nice car, but you just went a little overboard, you know. Yeah, so what, what was that movie where like they had to put all the flare on there like? Uh, oh, office space. Office space. Yeah. Space Guys do that flare. with their car rods. Like, yeah. Yes. Like I have to put all my flare on this That's car, right, yeah. and it's like sufficient flare. Yeah. It's yes. like okay. Like the flare itself, like at, individually, is cool. But then when you put it on, you're like, okay, let's take a couple things away yeah. and just make it like that's that good much that's more elegant. That's a really elevated. good analogy. And, yeah. and that's what I I joke sometimes. Guys use their vehicles as their their parts trophy. Like like I have parts that are like my trophies that I you know really rare, and they want to put everything that's rare on their car, sure. and it's like it's too much. So like. A lot of times when I build cars, it's about restraint. For me, how I like to build them, I'd like to... I always say I don't want one thing to overwhelm you when you look at a car. You want it to be like... The whole car is, is cool. And, That's you know, a good, uh, good and it's different with what I'm building than other types of cars. You know, some cars, you want to shock you. You want the engine to be obnoxious. Sure. But, like, the way I like some of this stuff is you take the whole car and it's like, and then you look at it and you're like, oh, wow, that's really neat. Or this yeah. is cool or this is interesting. So that's the essence. That's what I like about cars. That's why, how I build them. Um, so the next car is just a guy's car I've been working on. He's probably going to yell at me because I haven't touched it in too long. But I don't really do outside work. Um, and a guy that follows me on social media uh, hit me up and, and was kind of persistent with getting me to work on his car. And I kind of said, I'll do it when I kind of feel like it and that was two years ago so <laughs> still looking for that feeling <laughs> yeah well I work on it every now and then I've done a lot of work the car's a bit of a mess so like I've done a lot of work it's just that I just I'm not a that's not what I do I, I you know so I, I I work on it here and there but I need to get back on it um, but so anyways um, 32 Ford that is uh, the one that came with the 34 Ford. It's an, uh, an old race car. Um, Larry bought this in 1963 and just basically kept it and didn't do anything with it, but it's an old drag car. Um, it was eighth it, mile, quarter mile? Uh, it was a quarter mile drag car. Um, it still has some of the lettering on the doors. You can faintly see where it was an A-gasser oh, yeah. race car. Um, it's channeled really hard. It's, I mean, it's a true old hot rod. It's crude. It's, I mean, it was meant to go fast and that was it. So um, I bought this car because it has some history to it and it's a 32 ford that's pretty much uh the king of hot rods is a 32 ford so yeah so i'm excited to own this um we're just working on figuring out a game plan for the car um, i probably won't do anything major for quite a while um the car on the lift which we can get you guys photos of or i'll take yes but we'll put a photo of it or uh, i'll put it down on the lift so you can see it uh it's a 1919 model t that um, we dubbed the free T, and we did that was the first car in this our channel that we took from piles of metal sitting on the ground to a done finished car um, so I got the I got the body in pieces for free uh, off like Facebook marketplace and I got the frame rails for free from a friend of ours um, that I that I has taught me a lot Pete Trumbauer has taught me a lot about uh, early Fords and I came to get some parts from him. He said, you're taking this frame, but you can't throw it away. So I basically took this body and this frame and we said, we're going to build a hot rod. And we were going to just, the joke was we we're going to throw the car together to make like a dirt racer and it's spiraled out of control. And now it's like a beautiful show car. It's uh, gorgeous. Yeah. So I can just tell from the undercarriage. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So it like, completely is so out of control that I can't even really drive it because it's got like full white interior and oh. I could drive it but like I'm usually 
dirty, so right. it, it's definitely not. I think I was one of the first people besides him to sit in it, and I knew instinctively to take my shoes off before I got into the car. <laughs> so I think the photos that he put up on yeah. social media, you see my like shoes <laughs> outside <laughs> of the car. <laughs> yeah, so that the car um, started out as a 1919 Model T four-seater Touring. Um, I turned it into a uh, two-seater Roadster. And about 80% of the body I built from scratch. Uh, the doors are from scratch. The whole side rocker area is from scratch. Um, inner structure, um, frame rails we started out with and we modified. Um, it's pretty much period perfect till like 1952. Uh, it's got a full race flathead in it with like all the rare stuff and go fast goodies. Um, a, uh, a couple of my friends helped me with a project that uh, my good friend Ben uh, works for a place that he, he was working for a place that built uh, custom parts for supercars and he basically brought me the whole project like everything's been like free or cheap so like he brought me all the drops from doing like their Lamborghini exhausts like when they they would cut an exhaust and have like you know 12 inches left or it was like had a little scratch and they couldn't put it on this like million dollar car they had a bin of them and he brought me all their drops and he helped me build well he basically built them a set of headers for the car that are kind of like what gives it one of the most not noticeable things on the car uh, he built that from scraps from his work wow. um, that they were basically going to throw out because they were free um, and a buddy of uh, another go ahead sorry i was gonna say anything unique in the exhaust note because of that oh it's very it's very I unique. imagine it would be very uh unique. yeah Basically, I copied the design. Um, I'm really into, obviously, the historic side of this. So, like, I read old magazines every every night. Yeah, I, I think last night he just looked over at me and I knew to pick two to three off the top of his pile and just hand them to <laughs> Yeah, him. old magazines. So I, I study them for... They're like his highlights magazine. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's exactly what it is. We've all been there. Yeah, so, so there's some old photos of cars at the Dry Lakes in the 40s and, and Bonneville. Sure. And there's some flatheads and I found this couple of these flatheads. They had this really unique exhaust where it was like one... Because not to get too in-depth in the nerdy Chambered flathead stuff. Just... Well, no, flatheads... They have a Siamese center port for the exhaust. So there's only three exhaust ports on a flathead V8, okay. even though it's a V8. Sure, sure. Um, the center port is Siamese. So that one, because of two cylinders putting the exhaust gas out, they were putting one single pipe off of that exhaust and it runs straight out all the way to the back of the car. And then the other two come together and meet and there's two pipes and they run along the whole side of the car, there's two pipes. So people look at it and they're like, there's not enough exhaust pipes, sure, yeah. but that's that was the reason they did that was because you give that center exhaust port, uh, it can flow as good as yes. well as possible, that's and the direct. other two can go since they're on their own. So uh, I I kind of took that idea, and then Ben and I worked together to get this. Like I had the look, I knew what I wanted, but he um, is really good with stainless and good with fitting. Like the car was like everything fits so tight on this car it was like he helped me build this and he did it just as a favor for, for me which i'm very thankful for wow um Good and friend. yeah yeah and uh another buddy of mine um mike that is a, a different mike that is uh, mike we call mike number two uh mike <laughs> mike actually is uh used to work with me at eastwood and he uh has a background in automotive painting he's a very talented car painter and he changed jobs and uh, he worked in the insurance industry and didn't like like office job and uh but he came and helped me do the body work and paint for for free and we worked together doing all the the block sanding and all that stuff and then he sprayed the paint 
in like a barn that he converted into a paint booth and we documented this whole process on the channel so if you if you're watching the channel we have like 90 episodes or something of literally all the way till the day i started the engine up and um yeah so we'll definitely take it down for you guys i i I like showing it off it's um and then next to that is a 52 chevy that i saved from like a mile or two um from where my old well in this town basically and i bought it from the original family that had it since new the grandfather Uh, it's a, two, a four-door, four-door, oh, actually. Okay. Um, the family that I got it from, um, they basically, grandfather bought it brand new. He sold it to his son. His son had it for his whole life. His son inherited it when he died. He only drove it for a handful of years, and then the fuel pump went bad, and he parked it. And I, like 20 or 30 years later, found it through a friend of a friend. It was like three miles from my house, and I pulled it out of their garage and uh, I drove the thing like daily for two or three summers and then the engine gave me some trouble and it's been sitting um, ever since. Um, I'm actually now, I just got another engine for it. I'm probably gonna put an engine in and sell it because I've come to the realization I don't drive it. I didn't fix it. I need to probably pass it on to somebody else or I'm gonna be one of these barn find estates that. Right. <laughs> and we have to bring the meat truck inside. Yeah, I got cars sitting outside. I saw that with the Dillsburg on it. Yeah. That's not too far from where I am. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that, is a 42 Ford box truck that's all original, like original hand lettered. Yeah. And uh, that was found in an estate auction by a, some, a guy that I, I, I know, and he bought it and it got sold to a friend. I bought it from a friend and I bought it for my swap meet hauler. So I drive it to Hershey to set up at Hershey. I, dri- I said I would drive it to McCungie. And people know that's my space because they see that truck. So it's like, <laughs> and he actually gets more attention than a lot of the cars because oh, it's yeah. just so unusual it and, is, it and is. it's really neat so it's your swap meat yeah <laughs> get it yeah. <laughs> dad jokes <laughs> I like it I like it okay thanks because Mike didn't like it we appreciate puns yes <laughs> yes we fully endorse puns yes so Mike um, didn't laugh at me so I was real sad yeah I thought <laughs> it was funny um, so yeah basically then the back of the shop is just again back to like parts so it's just my overflow like mm. speed equipment and and uh, parts that I have for someday or trading. What's um, that uh, red and white steering wheel? That is, I just got that. I bought two of them because you can't just have one or something. Well, sure. Um, it is a like 60 or 60, 61, 62 Mercury Comet S22. Okay. Which was like a like a fancy uh, Mercury Comet. But those wheels came in that car. Mm. And uh, I've we travel all over the country to go swap meet. So we're at a swap meet end of January in Turtle Rock, California. And I bought, the guy had two of them, and I made a package deal and bought both of them. Um, That's I, why I haven't seen them, because I didn't, I wasn't here when you unwrapped the power. I know, yeah. So she, every time she comes down here, there's like new stuff. She's like, where did that engine come from? <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, that was that other weekend, yeah. Well, we were actually making a joke over a holiday that I could probably come down here, find something on that shelf, wrap it up, and he'd be like, I have one just like it. Yeah, I wouldn't be even like, know. She, yeah, he wouldn't yeah. even know that it, it was the one that came <laughs> I know you so well. Yes, it's an addiction. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's basically it. There's a lot of old signs and advertising, and basically all this stuff was found, like, either at a swap meet or at an estate. Like I don't do the like buy from eBay or go to yeah. a sign auction. I, I find more fun in finding it. Like I like walking up on, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's just neat. Even if you're walking up on it on a swap meet and you weren't the first, like if somebody else found it and they took it to a swap meet, it's still the fact that you're there like early in the morning with a flashlight and you found that, that yeah. sign. So like 
I always tell everybody all the parts, all the signs, all the stuff. I probably have a really long story about every single one because sure. it's like you get a rush from it. Oh yeah, it's really it's really neat. So I don't go after one particular type of sign or thing really. Just it's, whatever catches your eye. Yeah, whatever you find and if it's a unique story or situation, I'll buy it and you know, pull it out of an old junkyard or um like Kate was kinda of talking about the golf sign that people see in the background of my shop. Mm-hmm. Um my dad and I went to an auction. My dad lives in Florida and he comes up couple times uh, throughout the summer and I drag him to auctions and uh, I bought that sign it was on the side of a barn like 20 or 30 feet in the air and uh, the auctioneer said we're selling this sign as is and we're not helping you get it down <laughs> so I bought it for like 40 or 50 bucks because everybody was scared to get it and my dad's like how are you gonna get that down I'm like I don't know it was cheap we'll figure it out <clears throat> so we we used an old sketchy fruit ladder that some other guy bought across the auction wow. and put it up on the wall and i climbed up on it with like a flathead screwdriver and took every screw out of it and it's probably heavier than it looks it's just plastic so yeah. it's not right. super heavy but like it was it's heavy enough and it was sketchy when you were that far up on a ladder and I imagine if it was windy you now have a sail yes so. <laughs> it was my dad was like the nice thing is I'm an adult now so he can't really yell at me but he was <laughs> he was just calling me an idiot over and over again yeah, right. I'm like yeah but you can't ground me now like, that's right <laughs> help me ha- hand this out stay up late and eat ice cream tonight yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah pretty much all the stuff just has um, some sort of story but um, it's like half workshop half display half museum half museum yeah, yeah. You know. things hidden in the rafters it's yeah. your toy box I mean, it's, it is it really, it really is. is it's really your toy box yeah, yeah I don't really tell him to do much he just we have to make a compromise when he starts to bring things into the house. <laughs> like our hot rod Ken Barbie like car that we have in, like displayed. <laughs> yeah, so we, I don't bring. That was the rule when I moved in here. When we bought this property, like my old house was so small, parts were ending up in the living room and wherever. I was like, no car parts in the house. That's the rule, and I've I done it. I get it. You honor. So we, we uh, yeah, it's difficult. But. And maybe, maybe it's been in some of the videos, and I haven't gone th- through them enough to see it in archival, but... Iron Trap Garage. How did you come up with the name and kind of what was the, orig- you know, the origins of all that? Um, so basically it was like, it started off before we even had the shop. It was just like a social media username that I came up with. But basically um, I was, I found it through some sort of Google searching, but it was like a term for like a, like a medieval trap. And basically what the term was, it was a trap you could not get out of. So I tell people instantly in my head, it clicked. That's what this hobby is. When you get like as crazy about this stuff as like, when you get really into it, it's like yeah. you die with the hobby. Like I know guys that are in their 90s, they can barely walk, and they're still trying to find parts, fix their car. You know, yeah. They can't even walk, and if you go to visit them, they're talking about what they want to do to that one car that's out in the garage. So exactly. I say like this hobby is like a trap, not a good trap, but like it's sure. a trap that you get into, and you're, it just takes over your life, and you're, it's, it's with you forever. Yeah. And, uh, that's and, a great name. I, I'm glad you shared the, the background. Yeah, it's kind of a, and it just was sort of turned out to be catchy, and we marketed it, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. But I, I just, when I saw that, it was like, that's really cool. Like, that's mm-hmm. what this hobby is, and you can interpret it how you want, but that's, it, it really is, it sticks with you, so that's... I wanted to ask you that, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I get that, that question comes up, that and the logo, people are like, what is, yeah. what is that, what does that mean? I'm like, yeah. that's a good thing, because it makes people wonder what sure, it is, sure. you know, so, um, but yeah, that's, that's basically it, and then when we started the channel, I already had, people were already following what I was doing on social media and building cars, so like, we started the channel, and it just grew from there, um, people kind of already knew what to expect or what we were building, so, um, we specifically focus on the traditional 
old school hot rods and customs. We don't really do muscle cars. I, I appreciate them. I just this is this is the world that we live in, and we really hyper focus on it. And while we could probably grow our YouTube channel a lot bigger if we did supercars or muscle cars, mm -hmm. um, we it's what we're really into. And the people that seem to like our channel or hardcore viewers, they're into it as much as sure. we are. So like, they, that thing that's why our views are so high for the many subscribers we have because the people that are into it they watch every episode because they, they want to see multiple going. times yeah yeah it's awesome even so. my dad who's not a car guy at all likes to watch them yeah so. yeah we and, I'm, and i'm not trying to curry favor but i've enjoyed the surf music the entire time because like i'm probably one of the only people i know that actually has a ventures cd and everything else <laughs> oh and really I, I i'm so do you ever feel like you were born too late um I don't say that. Like, sometimes I do, but then also sometimes I'm like, this is, like, the perfect era. Because, okay. like, I actually lo I love the old school stuff, but, like, we couldn't get as much done or do as much as we do without, like, technology. Or like your influence. I mean, you really yeah, reach so, your fans. And yeah. So, and, like, I – and even with, like, the collecting parts and buying cars, like, in the old days it was really cool, but, like, stuff's so much easier now. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I would love to go back to that era. But there's also sometimes people romanticize like the, you know, oh, man, I was born in the wrong era. I wish I lived in the 50s or like the 40s. I'm like, yeah, but did you want to go through World War II? Mm -hmm. Like that was a scary time. Like, yes, it was a great time for America, but like mm -hmm. we have it pretty good now. So it's yeah. like I, it's a balance. Like I, I, I wish I, I wish I could go back in time and like as far as parts finding go. Visit like, or something. Yeah. yeah like, oh, yeah, because you look in those little books and you're like, what? This like rare uh like heads they were like what 25 to 50 dollars a pair yeah. and you're like what oh my gosh yeah this great. OEM or yeah yeah there's just like rare speed equipment i'm looking through these old hot rod magazines i'm like there's like three sets known in existence here i could have bought them for 50 dollars at this time you know they're like they're like marked down and I'm like you know so it's it's that would have been great but i really like the time we're in because it's um it's it's really neat with with technology mixing it with the old yeah. school really it's kind of kind of cool and it's an um, honest answer I like it so I, that's why I know the uh, the easy answer for most people is like oh yeah I was building the wrong era and I'm like I, so I'd like to think a little more about I'm thankful for the technology we have that it helps us do what we can do sure. um, but we're always like respecting the mm -hmm. old school like mm -hmm. original traditional way to do stuff mm -hmm. and I, I think that's a big part of it it's like you're just if anything we're just paying homage to to what they were doing in the heyday, as I call it, of this stuff. So yeah. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah, we like to listen to the surf music. We surf music. We listen to, like, surf music or, like... Old jazz. Old jazz. Not is it like... a Pandora's channel? Yeah, yeah. I have, I have like, a, I forget what the band is, but it's it might be Ventures or, or yeah. just, like, a surf music. Sure. But, like, some of the... Like, my helper that's at, you know, like I said, he's 16, 17. I sometimes, on Sundays, I play, like... 40s 50s jazz yeah like, yeah like big band stuff yeah. Yeah. uh or no just like like jazz oh, like okay. you know like um so we'll do you know like the original hipsters you know that kind of jazz okay. you know and like it's just cool like small club kind of yeah thing. yeah yeah so we'll we'll play that kind of stuff and he comes in here he's like what are you listening to this right. is this is putting me to sleep i'm like no it's just <laughs> i like it for working i like it's kind of neat when you have that stuff on so i mean i listen to all types of music but like definitely when i'm trying to like you know work on a project it's kind of neat having the music that you were i don't know it's weird no, it's like I, you listen to the music the guys want to listen to when they I were building it, it and I it's cheesy it. but no. but i mean there's other days you walk in here and there's there's like dio playing or something right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so but we uh yeah it's just it's um i like the, the this music's good for background music sure. when you're just like 
trying to work on something or right. just chilling out. So. Well, if you listen to Cars of Carl out, I bought the rights to that opener, which it has a very much a West Coast surf oh, cool. 60 sound. Yeah, and yeah. I did it intentionally because I just love that whole era myself, Yeah, so. yeah. I, I think that music is like and, and old jazz and the surf music and that stuff, like, like that most of the music from the 40s through the 50s um, early 50s is like it's so you know people rarely are like I hate that music yeah. they're just like there's like eh, it's just you know it's good background music and you know it's like so we were I, listening to Sam Cooke coming from Carlisle oh really yeah so That's, it's just you know it's, sometimes you just get in the mood you want to go back yeah a few decades yeah know. yeah for sure so well I want to give you guys final word Kate what would you like to share just to, I mean start with you just anything about what's coming up here in 2020 anything oh. big exciting for you guys well i i mean i don't really think there's anything like super super big besides this new um the estate that he's that he's been working on there that's going to be really four or awesome five auctions and oh yeah. my gosh when he came home and showed me the photos i was like <laughs> okay Christmas well is early yeah i'm like well <laughs> at least you're not that bad but um he's always he's always hunting and always looking so there's always going to be new fun stuff coming out and it's it's kind of like a, a draw, like, what is it actually going to be? Because we just don't know. Um, I right. do know our, we are set for Viva East. Yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to a big show, uh, Viva East, and it's like a rockabilly. Mm. Um, it's They do Viva Las Vegas, and then uh, one of the guys that's involved in that does Viva East, which oh, is outside nice. of Boston, Mass. It's like a rockabilly kind of um sh- car show and culture and there's bands we playing drive this up or were you um, or? well they actually last year this car was supposed to debut there I see. and i actually got like, really sick he ended yeah. up in the hospital oh, for a wow. few days yeah so we actually missed the debut because i ended up in the hospital because i had car like, made it no no we, we, we i was gonna say i didn't hope you didn't send the car without no. you i would um, i would have but nobody what like everybody's so scared to even touch the car because it's so nice yeah. like, speaking of the um of the headers on that uh he was Po- trying to polish them while it, like he had this um, infection in his arm and he like came up and he was like we need to go to the hospital and he's like I can't even hold this anymore wow. like it hurts, so. so I spent like three, do- three days in the hospital so anyways we uh, so that we're trying again this year and hopefully I don't almost die sure. um, <laughs> be good. that's a good thing that's a great so, thing so we uh, the, um, Mark that runs Viva, Viva East it was really great to uh, invite us back and he's been getting a good buzz so we're going to bring the car out do a display um, we're trying to be better at like actually taking some of our cars to events and like going to them because like I'm so hardcore into building stuff sometimes I don't get to enjoy like yeah. taking it like I'll drive my cars but like I don't drive them to car shows I drive them to, like like we said the Pagoda or like sure. just drive them yeah. so we're going to be taking that to Viva uh, Viva East which is in July I think it's like the second mid-July um, and we're going to be debuting or not debuting but showing the car there we've only shown it like one or two other places when the car wasn't quite done um, so we're going to be taking that there and that'll be a big thing um, yeah yeah, that's that's probably the one big event we're doing. We have a ton of, I don't know, I can't even keep up with my own schedule. But uh, yeah, we just just a lot of really fun stuff going on. We're trying to partner with some different car shows and things like that to get some of this stuff going. But uh, really, it's just we're just trying to spread the word and keep the hobby going, and yeah. um, you know, build that, cool stuff in build, the meantime. Yeah, build cool stuff, have fun. That's, you guys that's are doing it. it. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Well, thank you so much for opening up the shop to us of course it was really a great uh, a great evening hey, yeah you thank you for coming out and visiting we appreciate Absolutely. it awesome all right welcome back to carlisle studio a hope you enjoyed the trip to boyertown a lot of fun hanging out with uh 
the folks from Iron Trap Garage. If you haven't, be sure to check out their YouTube channel. Rate, review, subscribe, see what they're all up to. Uh, they're friends of ours, and we certainly want to help cross-promote with them. They uh, are doing a lot of good things. The trivia question that I had asked earlier was, what is channeling? Now, chopped, obviously, most know that that's when you take the, you weld or you, you cut weld the, uh, the top right off the vehicle and you lower it by two, three, four inches. But channeling is a little bit uh, not as common. And really, it's referred sometimes as a body drop. It's a bit of a sectioning where you take the horizontal section from the, the body of the car, you actually cut it out, you lower the top half onto the bottom half. So essentially, you're lowering the, the shell of the body of the car down over the frame and chassis. And really, the, in, the intent of that is to reduce the overall height of the bodywork of the car itself. And it, it gives just uh, reduces the car's frontal area. Um, it little more um, co reduces the coefficient of friction with the wind resistance, and it, it just gives it a really slick, low-slung, chopped and lowered and channeled look. So channeling is when you cut the body and drop it down over the frame and chassis. So I will say to you all, thank you very much for being part of the show. We are so grateful to have you come each and every week. Think of this as your road trip, a way to get away from life and forget about things for just a little bit. It's a chance to hang out with friends in our virtual garage. This podcast is yours. As I always say, we are simply in the driver's seat. We look forward to continuing to have your thoughts, comments, feedback, your emails. We appreciate all the support you give. Thanks for continuing to put the support and the word out there by giving us the positive feedback, uh, sharing us with others, and just letting your car clubs, friends, and family know all about Cars of Carlisle. So until next week, I will say, my friends, drive well, be well, and take care.